We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. If you make a demand on it according to the Scripture, the power is within the kingdom to cause the manifestation of that. And that's the way the kingdom works. You go to the Word of God, you find the Word seed of the promise. You speak it into the heart. You send an impulse there and says, find a way to get abundance here because I have lack right now. You make a demand on the kingdom of God and the promise of God. And you become a partaker of the divine nature of God, which the spiritual power force within you will bring to you, reveal to you, or lead you to give you the knowledge of how to cause it to come to pass. Now, see, we're talking about the power of words. Now, let's go back and look just a little bit at what Peter said. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through his exceeding great and precious promise. Now, what is the divine power of God? The divine power of God is his word. God will do nothing unless he reveal it to his servant, the prophets. God will do nothing unless he speaks it forth in the earth. When God was ready to bring Jesus into this earth, 750 years before it came to pass, he had the prophets saying it. He spoke it. The word of God is the seed for every miracle you ever have a need of. The parable of the kingdom. What Jesus said about that parable. He said, if you don't understand this parable, how are you going to understand all parables? In other words, this is the granddaddy of them all. It tells you how the kingdom works. Now let me just make a little circle here. Jesus said, pray, the kingdom of God come, the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. That kingdom he's talking about was the kingdom that came on the day of Pentecost. It couldn't have been any other kingdom. Because he said in Mark the ninth chapter, verse 1, he said, there's some of you standing here that will not taste death till you see the kingdom of God come with power. It had to be talking about the kingdom that came on the day of Pentecost. So you see, that kingdom, he says, is capable of causing it to be on earth as it is in heaven. That doesn't mean that everything on earth is going to be like it is in heaven until the earth lease runs out and God puts Satan in his place. But you see, as far as you're concerned, the kingdom within you is capable of supplying everything you have need of. Now, don't get the idea that I'm saying that we're sufficient within ourselves. You know, there's always somebody that's trying to catch you in your speech and accuse you of something. The only reason that that kingdom will supply everything you have need of is because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is in there. They are in there. Jesus said, if you keep my words, we will come and make our abode with you. Brother, I mean wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. Keeping the Word of God, now listen to me, keeping the Word of God in you makes it fit for the lifestyle of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to abide and tabernacle inside you. Keeping the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now notice, he said, according as his divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through his divine dunamis power. That's the word dunamis in the Greek. It's the word we get our word dynamo from. 
It is self-energizing, self-reproducing power. God's Word is filled with faith, which is the divine energy of God. It is the substance of things desired, and faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the substance that will cause the manifestation of it. It is stored in God's Word, and it is His dunamis power. It's a dynamo. When you speak God's Word... Faith comes. Faith cometh by hearing. So when I confess the promise of God, faith comes. And then when it gets in my heart, it gets in my mouth. And when it gets in my mouth, it gets in my heart. And when it gets in my heart, it gets in my mouth. And in my mouth and in my heart. In my mouth and in my heart. And it's like a dynamo. It's producing the divine energy capable of causing the manifestation of any promise in the Word of God. Now again, we're not talking about anything else except what God promised. We're not talking about something he didn't want you to have. Now notice here that he has given us this parable of the sower, which he indicates is the greatest of all parables. If you don't understand it, you won't understand any of them because you won't know how the kingdom works. Then he tells you very specifically how it works. It's as if a man casts the seed into the ground. It's not up to God to do it. It's up to you to find the seed you want to plant and plant it. You know, being a farmer, I guess I could understand some of these things maybe a little quicker. Have you ever realized that the soil does not determine the harvest? The seed determines what the harvest is. You know, when I was planting soybeans and rice and so on, I never did dig in the soil. You know, I'd follow the planter. If you ever watched a farmer when they're planting, they'll run behind, I'd run three miles a day behind that planter, digging to see if it was planting the right depth. Because, you know, you're getting a little harder ground, it'll ride out a little, won't go quite as deep. So, man, you just spend the whole day running behind that planter making sure it's going the right depth. I never did dig down there and the ground say to me, we're not going to raise soybeans this year. I've decided I'm going to raise cucumbers and bananas. Now, wouldn't it be a mixed-up world if you plant soybean seed and reap wheat and maybe the next year plant wheat and get bananas? No, everything produces after its kind. See, the seed determines the harvest, not the soil. Now, let me show you something here that most Christians have never understood. The words you speak are seeds you're sowing. The sower soweth the word. Now, the indication is there that you ought to sow the word of God, see. That's the truth of the matter. But another part of it is that you can sow any seed you well please. And God won't do a thing about it. And people say, well, I know I'm saying this, but I'm just telling it like it is. We never have enough. God never blesses me. We give, but we never get a return. Isn't that amazing? Jesus said you can have what you say, and you're saying what you have. And when you say what you have, you have what you say. See, there's no faith in that. Oh, there is. There's faith in the devil. Faith in the ability of Satan to steal it from you. See, it may look like that's true, but what are you going to do? Are you going to side in with circumstances or what God said? Now, see, it's important that we understand this. You plant a seed and you're going to reap a harvest. Now, let me show you how foolish that is. When I was farming, I had a 80-acre block that had Johnson grass on it. I guess you know what Johnson grass is. It grows about that high, and you don't have to plant it. Man, it comes up from the roots year after year after year. Well, now suppose I'd have gone out there and said to my men that was working for me, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to plant that 40 acres over there. They're going to say, what are you going to plant? Well, I'm going to plant Johnson grass. 
See, we had Johnson grass on it last year, and you know, we just got to say it like it is, so we got to plant it like it is. They just said, you're going to what? <laughs> They'd have called a paddy wagon. They'd haul me off. You mean you're going to plant Johnson grass because it has Johnson grass on it? That's what a lot of Christians are doing. They're saying the thing they have. Jesus said the kingdom of God is if a man casts the seed into the ground. If you don't like the harvest you reap in, check up on the seed you sow. Saying things that you don't mean. Now, Jesus put it strong. We just haven't had time to get into all the scriptures. But in the 12th chapter of Matthew, Jesus said, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth good things. But the good treasure has to be in there. The good deposit, the Greek says, the good deposit of his heart. What he's deposited in his heart. In other words, what he planted. He'll bring forth good things. How does he do it? The man brings it forth. Well, didn't God have anything to do with it? Certainly he had everything to do with it. He furnished the seed. And he furnished the kingdom that it would grow from. See, the kingdom of God is if a man cast the seed into the ground. It's our responsibility to plant the seed. The soil is the heart of man. That's where the kingdom is. You're sowing it in the kingdom of God. You begin to say, my God has met my need according to his riches in glory. Well, it may be true that you don't have the money for the rent. But you're planting the right seed. And then you give. See, you have to activate that beginning. You have to live this, not just say it. And it's not just the saying it. Here's the thing I want to get over to you also. It's not just saying it that causes it to happen. But yet, saying it is involved in making it happen. Just because a farmer plants a seed does not necessarily mean he'll have a harvest. He has to work around it, dig the weeds out. He has to plow it, fertilize it, and take care of it for a period of time. And if we are to reap the harvest, we have to do that. We have to fertilize it with the word of God, saying what God said, confessing what God said about it. It's not that we're trying to make God do anything. It's that we're drawing from the source of provision that God has made to enter into the provision. So whatever your need is, go to the word of God and find the promise. It is impossible to pray the prayer of faith if you don't know what the Word says about it. So find the promise that is the seed for the miracle you need. And then begin to say what the Word said and get it in your heart. Continue to say it. Now see, here's the phase of it. The first phase is speaking it so it will get in your heart. That takes weeks and months sometimes to do that. It doesn't happen overnight. But then the second stage is that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. See, when you're confessing it to get it in there, it's not changing anything much except you and causing faith to come. But then when it's abundantly in your heart, then out of the abundance of the heart, the good man brings forth good things. He speaks it and he causes changes in the situation and circumstances. Faith-filled words can change in his circumstance. Can you say amen? God bless you. I hope you've been with us all this week as we've been teaching on words and faith. Our book offer this week is book offer number 7502, The Tongue, Creative Force, 193-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. You need to know the power of words and how to use your words 
What most people don't realize is that the words they say, sometimes they violate certain laws, the law of God. Jesus said, Whosoever shall say, believe, doubt not in his heart, believe what he's saying will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, whether you're saying it right or whether you're saying it wrong, if you say it long enough, you're going to believe it that way. And if you say it wrong, it's a detriment to you. It causes you to make wrong decisions. And if you say it the way the Word says it, and if you speak God's Word after Him, it produces faith. And faith gives substance to the things hoped for. And it just snowballs then when you begin to do it right. But you see, there are laws that govern. And we're under a Word system on this earth. And there's laws that govern electricity. And as long as you go by the laws that govern it, it won't hurt you. It'll cook your food. It'll wash your clothes and do a lot of things. But if you violate that law, it may kill you if you touch that line. And the Bible says in Proverbs that death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You hear so many people saying, well, you know, this is just killing me. Well, it may very well do it. Because when you begin to say that, you'll get yourself in a situation to where you're led by your own words. I mean, they form within you, and it gets in your heart, and then it motivates you. Paul said the word is nigh you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. But we're talking about the word of God. Speak things in agreement with the word of God. And Jesus said you could have what you say, so say what the word says. Proverbs 6, 2 says, Thou art snared by the words of thy mouth. Well, we need to realize that words are powerful. This book will help you. The Tongue Creative Force for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.